Oh, hi, everybody. This is the Ballroom Blitz. I am Tony the Engineer. Welcome back. Well, you probably heard right away, uh, this is very different than usual. Uh, no uh, movie clip, no ticket audio, no theme song, and my voice sounds awful, I'm sure. But uh, I got sick this week, and it was a big discussion among myself <laughs> in my head, my own head, whether or not I should do this. And I got to thinking, now, wait a minute. This is Dancing with the Stars. Uh, yeah, there's no, the show must go on. There's no backing out of this. So uh, I'm going to do an abbreviated uh, version of the Ballroom Blitz tonight or today, whenever you're listening. Uh, this is not at TC Studio. Obviously, I did not want to expose him and his family to anything, and I'm sure he didn't want that either. I'm doing it in my place, and I don't really have all the technical things necessary to add music. And anyways, I'm probably not going to last much longer than a half an hour. <clears throat> you have to excuse me as I clear my throat from time to time because it is sore also. But the good thing is you guys can't catch anything through the airways here, right? I think that's how it works. <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, I can record here. You probably will hear this little funny metallic squiggly sound every once in a while. That was one of our technical issues that we couldn't get corrected before the season. So that's why I go to TC's and use his equipment, which is all working properly. <clears throat> but I thought for a short show tonight and just to have something, hopefully you can fight through that. If you can fight through my voice, I bet you can fight through that little squiggly sound. So we're going to cover uh, Dancing with the Stars, episode two that happened on Monday night, September 26th. And it was Elvis night in the ballroom. Pretty exciting. They had a opening number, of course, by the pros. All the guys were wearing Elvis garb and doing Elvis moves. And uh, just nice to see the uh, opening number back. Boy, it's, uh, it was missed the last couple of years, and I know COVID required that. But uh, just nice to see that and giving the pros some love. And fun to see the people that really know how to dance get out there and do what they do. Uh, right away, uh, Tyra was announced, and she walks out by herself again, and Alfonso follows her out. One minor, one minor irritation still with that, but I got, I got to let it go, and I will. I'm kind of cranky today, so I'm going to point out a few more things that bug me. But uh, I don't know why she can't come out with Alfonso. You know, Tom and his co-host came out together for 28 seasons, yet it has to be all about her first, and then the co-host can come out. I don't know. Bothers me still, but again, small thing. Right off the top, she mentioned that uh, Daniela, one of the pros on the show, tested positive for COVID. And as a result, uh, she could not be there that evening. Uh, she was asymptomatic, but protocol means she can't do it until she tests negative multiple times. And uh, one of the troop members, Alexis War, was going to fill in for her with uh, Daniela's partner, Joseph Baina. And uh, I was told that it was like the morning of. So the pro only had the morning to learn the dance. And then poor Joe had to get a brand new partner and he's not a dancer, you know. Uh, we'll talk about how they did with their dance later, but that was kind of a big deal right off the top. Joe had to wear a mask, Pasha, Daniela's husband had to wear a mask, but everybody else was free not to. And I also fought, uh, heard that four other production people tested positive for COVID, but none of them were in the same departments I heard. So I don't know what that means. Maybe they got it before they came to work, but they all had to sit out too. But everything else was normal on the show. And if we had any doubts about it has become a popularity contest now, Tyra once again at the top said, uh, no need to wait. The voting is open. Go vote for your favorites right now. And again, how obvious is that? Yeah, you don't have to watch them dance. Go vote for your favorites. 
Yeah, that, that screams popularity. And again, I'm gonna get a, give that up too. This is it. But like I said, I'm cranky, so I'm gonna grab about a couple things. Uh, the show itself was broken down into three distinct Elvis periods. There are 15 contestants left. The first five dances were to Elvis from the early years, the 1950s basically, his early singing career. The next five dances were from music uh, from his Hollywood years when he was a Hollywood actor, basically the 1960s. I think they said he did 31 movies, pretty prolific. And then the last five dances will be from his Vegas years in the 70s when he kind of became the Vegas act. Um, the thing throughout the night was there was no original Elvis recordings. I'm sure there's copyright and money issues involved. So they were all covers by the Ray True live band. And in general, you know, who am I to complain because these are good, good singers and good musicians, but man, there were so many songs that the singer didn't sound anything like Elvis. Heck, Gordon Keith from our show here in our ticket radio station in Dallas sounds like a better Elvis than some of those guys did. So I don't know why they couldn't have found an Elvis impersonator to come on and just have a, a voice like him. You didn't have to show him, just, just have him do the singing. But maybe that's a money issue too, who knows. Uh, but again, a minor irritation, not a big deal. And one other thing I wanted to mention, Derek Huff came on Twitter and did a little thing before the show. And he said, and I put this in quotes, the premiere episode exceeded expectations in viewership by nine times. And he was all excited. And I was too initially when I heard it. But they don't tell us what viewership expectations were. You know, if they were expecting one million people to watch and nine million people did, I would say, yeah, that's incredible since only five million people watched the show last year. But if they thought there were only going to be 10,000 people watching and 90,000 showed up, eh, I guess that's higher than expectations, but that's nothing to get real excited about. Real hard to find numbers on these streaming services. Now, I've been kind of out of pocket the last couple of days. I haven't done any more research. One of the people I follow that does keep up on that, she said she has not seen any numbers either. And I hope that's not a problem the rest of the way, but it might be. If any of you know how to find out streaming service uh, ratings, please email me, dwtsp1 at yahoo. Uh, like I said, they may be out there, but I haven't found them. And with my limited time of doing stuff with this sickness, I haven't seen anything lately for sure. Okay. Well, let's get started with the dances. Oh, by the way, um, they're not going to be, it's going to be abbreviated, as I mentioned. No top 10 list, no ticket audio. Uh, I don't have the technical capabilities to do that here or the energy to, to be on that long. And I'm sure you don't want to listen to my voice that long. Uh, but we are going to have a contest question again. And we've got big news with that. So if you can hang on through this, you'll get a, the big news at the, uh, about the contest coming up. If you can't, just zoom through all this and then you'll still get the big news. But uh, yeah, stay tuned for that. <clears throat> Let's get to the dances. So the first five dances that I mentioned were a tribute to young Elvis back in the 1950s, kind of. Jesse James Decker started off with her partner, Alan, and they did a foxtrot to the song Trouble. And you can tell Jesse's one of those types that doesn't have dance experience, but it doesn't mean she's bad. She did a really good job that night, and she did a big improvement over the week before. Uh, Lynn mentioned that uh, there was a much better legs and frame action. Uh, Bruno said it that... It was much better, but she still needed to learn how to glide into her steps and not step steps, which is what you know basic beginning dancers do. But she went up and got a 25 
and the previous week she had a 20. So that's a nice improvement. So Jesse James probably safe for the week. <clears throat> Next up, uh, Jordan Sparks and her partner, partner Brandon, they did a quick step to Hound Dog. And I've liked Jordan, you know, the first week, and I liked her the second week. I think she's good. Uh, she's just got a good solid base. Now, Carrie Ann said that she looked more confident this week, but she still saw a few missteps. Uh, Len kind of critiqued her for her loose frame, and Derek suggested that uh, she watch her left arm and elbow uh, when, they're, when they're dancing and hold, but still liked it, and they gave her a 27 for the night, which was a one-point improvement over last week. Next up, number three in the ballroom was Sam Champion and his partner Cheryl. They did a Viennese waltz to Heartbreak Hotel. Sam's another one with no dance experience, and you can tell it just by the way he moves. <clears throat> Doesn't mean it's bad again. I wish I could dance like that, like he does. But uh, compared to some of the other people with experience, you know, he's going to have an uphill climb. Having said that, this was a much better dance than his first week, the Viennese waltz that they did. I think that's a little better for a guy like Sam. He's 61. He's probably got some physical issues that we all do when we get that age. And the Viennese waltz is more of a, you know, glide around the ballroom, not super heavy, intense like the quick step or the jive. And uh, the judges were very impressed. Uh, Derek also said, be careful about the elbow drop with him too. I think, again, that's another very common critique of beginners that the elbow tends to drop in the frame. Bruno said his rotation was good and he thought it was a very classy dance. And they gave Sam a 26 for the night, which was six points higher than last week. Very nice improvement for Sam Champion. Number four on the dance floor was Shangela and her partner Gleb. They did a quick step to shake, rattle, and roll. And as we talked, Shangela is just a performer beyond belief. She gets out there and gives it all she's got or he's got. I'll probably be messing that up from time to time since it is a man who dresses as a woman. And... You know, I got to say something here too. Well, let me just say what the judges said. Uh, Carrie Ann said it was sharp and that he's, he's always committed to what he does. Uh, Derek said to watch the frame a little bit. Bruno said there's a few missteps. But overall, it was, again, a great performance. And I want to say something about Gleb, his partner. For those of you that have watched the show a long time, Gleb's not had, you know, Gleb's not had great success. I think his highest finish was uh, fourth place. He's done that a couple times. And... You know, Gleb's always, I've kind of always been hard on him for his choreography doesn't really, I don't know, teach properly. He's a great dancer, but I don't know if he's a great teacher. Well, I'm seeing positive things from Gleb at just these two shows. He seems really vested and invested in this partnership with uh, Shangela, and that's great to see. He seems happy. Um, I don't know. He just seems more effervescent in everything he's doing, and I think he's giving her better choreography. And this is a perfect person to do that with, this person who their their whole job is performance when they're on the stage. And uh, Shangela is, is a great person for him to have, I think. And I think it's coming out in his, his attitude and his investment in the dance. So I'm looking for good things for them down the road. Uh, Shangela and, he, and Gleb got a 28 for the week. That's the same as they got last week. You know, they're not quite in the upper echelon. So 28's not bad at all, and I wouldn't expect too much more. We'll have to see if the technique can get better for Shangela because right now I think there's there's kind of a top three, and we'll probably cover that a little bit later. I don't think he's ready to bust into that group yet. Uh, number five up, <clears throat> Teresa Judice, a real housewife, and uh, Pasha, her partner. They did a jive to all shook up. Teresa, another non-dancer. What a tough dance for them, the jive. Uh, you got to have really big kicks and flicks. And in their little video thing, 
uh, Pasha was kept telling her, you know, you're doing it, you know, half speed. You got to kick and flick those things really out there. Give me more energy. And she just couldn't do it in the in the dance. Uh, Carrie Ann said she was a little heavy footed. Bruno called her out for some timing issues. And uh, again, she was better than last week, but she had the typical non-dancer look still. And it's only the second week. So the second week is tough. You know, you only got a week to learn the new dance where you had two or three weeks probably to learn the first dance. Uh, they gave Teresa a 23 for the night, which was three points better than the first week. Okay, the next five dances were a tribute to Hollywood Elvis when he did all of his movies and, of course, came out with a lot more music during that time frame also. First up on that group was Daniel Durant and his partner, Britt. They did a jive to King Creole. Again, jive very tough, and how can you do it when you can't hear the music? Boy, Daniel is, is solid. I think he's going to be good each week, kind of like she reminds me of Jordan in terms of Jordan Sparks in that they just seem like they're solid dancers. Uh, you can tell they've never danced before, but they're good at what they've learned so far. And you add in the, the thing that he can't hear, uh, that's just incredible to me. Always fun to watch. Uh, Carrie Ann had to say he hits the music uh, beats with accuracy, and she's like, how do you do that when you can't hear the music? So uh, I expect Daniel to hang around for a while, and he's good and solid, and he got a 29 for the night, which was two points higher than uh, the week before. Number seven, <clears throat> Gabby Windy and her partner Val. They were up next doing the Viennese waltz to Can't Help Falling in Love. The judges loved it, and they love Gabby, and I understand why. She's a great dancer in that long line of bachelorettes, and I expect her to be there till the end. Bachelorettes usually have a good fan following for this show, too. I know, it's Disney+, Plus, so who knows if the fan following is exactly the same. It probably isn't, but I would think that she's still fairly uh, popular among the voters. Um, Derek said it was effortless, and he did say watch the shoulders from popping up, I guess, when they're in hold. Uh, let's see. Carrie Ann said, uh, oh, this is weird to me. Carrie Ann said she liked the chemistry between them. And it kind of reminded her of Val's former partner a few years back of Rumor Willis. And I thought that was kind of weird to me. Val and Rumor had something very special. There was a chemistry off the charts with them. And there was even rumors. And I think even truth to the fact that they saw each other a little outside the show. Gabby's got a, uh, what a fiance who's in the audience and I don't, I don't see the chemistry between them other than maybe just good partnership chemistry, but not like, you know, uh, sensual chemistry, which I think he and Rumor had in spades. But uh, not a big deal there. Let's see. She had uh, 32, which was four eights, and that was an improvement from her 28. And I think Gabby is one of those three that I mentioned earlier that's kind of already separated themselves. It's Gabby and Charlie and Wayne, and we'll talk about the other two a little bit later. Uh, up number uh, eight, I guess, for the evening was Vinny Guadagnino and his partner Coco. Uh, they did a quick step to Viva Las Vegas. Now, Vinny was coming off the lowest score of the week last week when he got a 17, but his fans saved him from the bottom two. And he redeemed himself with his uh, quick step. And that's impressive because the quick step's a tough dance for most people, not most non-dancers. Len says he went all in and it paid off. And Derek Hoff said it. Derek Huff said it was controlled and that he owned it. He did. He took control of that dance. And like they said, I think he redeemed himself. And they scored Vinny, get this, a 27. That's 10 points higher than last week. Very impressive. Uh, number nine up was Charlie. We talked about her earlier uh, being one of the best dancers in the show, Charlie D'Amelio and her partner, Mark. They danced another uh, quick step to Bossa Nova, baby. 
And they were at the top of the leaderboard during the premiere last year. They're the only ones that got four eights. So I was curious to see what the judges would do. Uh, nines this early in the season are pretty rare, and they did not do it. They gave her four eights again for a 32. But she's going to be at the top of the leaderboard every week unless something just horribly happens, like she falls or, uh, I don't know, forgets everything. Because she's just a good dancer. It's just that simple. Uh, Derek, Derek and Len both said, watch the frame and hold. And, uh, but Derek said he really liked their side by side when they got out of hold. So if she can just cinch that up in the, the dances that require a hold again, she's going to be top of the leaderboard every week as she got a 32 this week. Number 10 up on the evening, <clears throat> Selma Blair and Sasha, they did a jive to jailhouse rock and Selma's the one with the, the uh, muscular, I'm sorry, multiple sclerosis issues. And she talks about, you know, the, the balance issues, the uh, mobility issues, the body just freezing up. And she said it again in the package that I'm so afraid that my body is just going to freeze up during that minute and a half dance that I'm out there doing. And that would be heartbreaking if it happens, but it didn't happen last night or, or Monday night when they danced. She danced that jive to Jailhouse Rock. And I, I don't know how she did that because the jive requires the flicks and kicks. And that's where she has issues with that left leg, especially. But uh, Bruno said she made it her own. And she actually did a split and a cartwheel in it. And I'm like, boy, person with, you know, motion issues, that's just amazing to me. And uh, Carrie Ann even mentioned that. She says, it doesn't look like you have any uh, physical issues. So they loved it. And it was really good. Selma got a 28 for the evening. That matched what she did the week before. Okay, let's get into the last five now. This is moving on to Vegas era Elvis in the 1970s, basically. First up in this group was Cheryl Ladd and her partner, Louie. They did a tango to a little less conversation, and this was a tough one. You know, you can't really sugarcoat this much. She had a lot of missteps. Um, usually when, when new people have, new people to dancing have missteps, they have a tough time recovering, and she had a tough time recovering. It was just kind of throughout the dance. She felt like she was on the wrong foot or looked like she was on the wrong foot. That's what Carrie Ann said, wrong, foot's a, wrong foot a lot. Um, Bruno was praising her for going for it, but she did mess up a lot. So it was a tough dance. They gave her a 21, which is the same as last week. Uh, Len Goodman did say he was happy that it was a proper tango. And you know Len, the uh, traditionalist, he loves it when you get out there and do traditional moves like the tango requires. And so Len likes Cheryl, and that may come back to help her down the road. We'll have to see about that. But uh, yeah, she got a 21 for the evening. Next up was Joseph and his partner, Alexis Ware, who was filling in for Daniela, the one who had COVID for the evening or tested positive for it. They danced a Viennese waltz to If I Can Dream, and they both deserve incredible kudos. Now, I know Alexis is a pro, but she had to step in, I guess, Monday morning. So they probably had two or three rehearsals of that whole dance. It's about all she had. Uh, and she did a great job. And then kudos to Joseph, too. You know, a guy with no dance experience. She's trained with one trainer the whole time. And they had this routine down all the way until Monday morning, and then boom, he's got to switch partners. I thought he did a really good job. Uh, I like Joseph. I think he's one of those guys. I've mentioned it before. It reminds me a little of Nelly and Iman, guys that maybe are a little unconventional in their look or their appearance or their moves, but they're intriguing to watch. And he's got the best partner in Daniela. Hopefully, she'll be back next week. I think she's got to test multiple times negative. But uh, Lexa did a great job with him. The timing wasn't great, but, 
you know, for like I said, a non-trained guy, I thought he did really good. Lynn said for big guys, he loves to see them look elegant, which he thought he did. Carrie uh, Ann and Bruno both didn't like his hands. Carrie Ann said he had pancake hands, and Bruno said he had spatula hands. So not sure about all that. But uh, they gave him a 24, which is a one-point improvement over last week. Okay, 13th up was Heidi D'Amelio and her partner, Artem. They danced the foxtrot to Suspicious Minds. Uh, Len complimented the sophistication and the musicality of it. Len likes older women that can dance well, and Heidi dances fairly well. Now, is she going to break into that upper echelon? Probably not. But if she keeps learning from Artem and she does have somewhat of a dance background, she might surprise. She might last a lot longer than some folks might think. Uh, let's see. Uh, Derek said she needed to breathe when she danced, that it gets more freedom with her movements when you, uh, you know, actually let out a breath. And uh, they gave her a 28 for the night, which is a really good score. Uh, four more than she did, four, four points better than she did the previous week. Up second to last was Trevor Donovan and his partner, Emma. They danced the rumba to Always On My Mind. And you guys know the rumba is the, or can be, the sultry, sexy dance. And I think Alfonso mentioned it. They look like Ken and Barbie. They're both so beautiful, such beautiful people. Uh, I've always had a crush on Emma. And, you know, gosh, Trevor's a good-looking guy. And uh, together, they look really, really good. So I had big hopes for this, doing a rumba, and boy, I wasn't disappointed. Trevor, you know, is kind of a kindred spirit of mine. Yeah, we're a lot alike. Yeah, I look in the mirror, we're the same person. <laughs> but he had this phobia of dancing, and he's one-on-one -on -one with a great teacher. They did a good job last week. They did a great job this week. Again, nice to see a big kind of beefy guy do well in these lyrical movements. He had hip action. He had the arms going in and out. For a man, that's... That's a tough one, the rumba, usually. And here's this guy that said he had a phobia of dancing, and then he just killed it. And uh, I love Derek. He said, you don't, you're not afraid of dancing. You love dancing. And it, he did that very emphatically. You love dancing. And I think that's the way I would be. You know, I, I'm scared to death of it, like sounds like Trevor was. But if you get a one-on-one -on -one partner that's good and is patient and can teach you things, if you really love it, you're probably going to learn it. And I think that's what Trevor's doing here. So, uh, you know, real excited about to see where those guys go. It got a little uncomfortable a couple times. If you heard uh, Tyra say, get a room to them after they finish their dance. Well, that's what a, a good rumba is supposed to do. You're supposed to get a room. <laughs> but uh, uh, then they went upstairs and Alfonso said, uh, you know, boy, there was some great acting there in your movements and in your connection with each other. Was it acting or was it real? And uh, Emma kind of got a funny look on her face and said, Alfonso, kind of like she was shocked to hear it. And normally it might not be such a awkward situation, but you know, Sasha, her, I guess, current husband, but totally separated husband from what I've heard, uh, is probably right off camera there. I don't know. That was kind of an awkward moment, but we'll have to see uh, how that goes uh, in the future. But very happy for Trevor. They gave him a 29, eight points higher than last week. And boy... If he really does love dance, like I think he might, just like I think I would if I could get over the phobia of it, look out for him, man. He might be able to do some things. I'm a good choreographer, and he might be able to last a while. Up uh, last for the night was Wayne Brady and his partner, Whitney, doing a jive to burn in love. And boy, 
What can you say about Wayne Brady? He is a master performer. We talked about it last week. The guy does everything. Uh, Bruno said he loved everything about it. Carrie Ann said it was smooth and sharp. Derek said it was the best kicks and flicks of the night for a a jive, and that's the key. You know, you got to have those good kicks and flicks. The thing for him, and I think Bruno said it maybe last week, you're going to have to find that balance of being a performer with good technique. He's got the performer side down, which is great, and the judges love that. But now you got to do the technique side, and I think he's doing it. They gave him a 32 for the night, which is four eights again. And he, along with Gabby and Charlie, were at the top of the leaderboard, 32 points each. I would expect to be saying that a bunch the rest of the way. I think they're all good dancers, and they all have, I think, a fairly sizable fan base. Wayne, I'm not sure about totally, but he's been around for so long, and he's been introduced to so many audiences, I think he's probably going to have a pretty good fan base. Okay. Excuse me. I haven't done any coughing. This is good. I was coughing a lot earlier today. Might still sound awful, but I'm probably sniffling a lot and clearing my throat a lot. (laughs) Please forgive me. (laughs) Uh, uh, After all the the numbers were added up, the two in the bottom two were Teresa Judice and Cheryl Ladd. No big surprise. They were both on the bottom of the leaderboard. And so then it goes to the judges save. Uh, Derek and Bruno both saved Teresa. And they were the first two judges up. And I'm like, oh, bad. man, it looks bad for Cheryl. Well, then Carrie Ann came to vote. And Carrie Ann mentioned that she's the one that kind of told Louie to increase the difficulty of the choreography. And she felt a little guilty that maybe, you know, it was too much for Cheryl. So she voted to keep Cheryl. So then it came down to the head judge, Len Goodman, And I think I mentioned to you earlier, Len likes Cheryl. I think he's a kindred spirit. You know, she's like 71 and he's 78 or something. Uh, But he's the only one that gave her a six in her dance last night or Monday night. And it wasn't that great a dance. Len saved Cheryl. So Teresa Judice goes home. Cheryl Ladd lives to see another day. She'll be back next week. Okay. Well, that's about all I have for you guys. Oh, no, I got to do the contest question, don't I? My gosh. Here I was thinking I was done. Uh, Yeah, we got a contest question this week. And the big news I wanted to tell you about was my call-in show to the Hang Zone on the ticket radio station. We were giving away a trip there also as we're giving away a trip here for our contest to see the show live and in person out in Los Angeles, season 32. And I couldn't do the show with them this week because I couldn't talk at all hardly on Wednesday when I was supposed to do the show with them. By the way, that show's going to be on Wednesday from now on. They've got another thing they're doing on Tuesday. So for those of you that are keeping track, I'll be on with the Hang Zone, the Dancing with the Stars Minute on Wednesdays at 12.20. But they did tell me, even though I didn't go on with them this week, they told me that because I'm no longer an employee, I'm not allowed to offer the trip giveaway through their show. I don't know why that has anything to do with it, because last week I made it plain that, that I was giving away the trip, had nothing to do with the station, but they, the story was that they were told, since I'm no longer an employee, I can't do it, whatever. So I decided, well, what a shame. One person's not going to get to go that wanted to go. Wait a minute. How about I bring that prize over to the Ballroom Blitz? And that's what we're going to do. So we're going to be giving away two trips on the Ballroom Blitz this year to go see Dancing with the Stars live and in person next season, season 32. So if you're into this, your your chances just doubled. So that's good. That's good. Uh, Let's see. I guess let's just jump into it. That was the big news there. Last week in my top 10 first dance surprises list, I had three football players in the list. 
Rashad Jennings, Donald Driver, and who? Who was the third football player I had in my top 10 first dance surprises list? And that's the question of the day. All right, no Don Meredith music today, but it is time to get out of here. A little abbreviated. Heck, you guys might like this better. So if you have a, uh, any comments, <clears throat> not about the voice, of course, but if you have any comments about the shortened show, huh, let me know. Maybe, maybe we can cut this back a little bit more. Uh, let's see, I'm supposed to go to the show Monday. What is it, October 2nd? The chances are very, very small, I'm thinking, unless I make a miraculous recovery, and I rarely do when I get these things. I can't remember if I told you up top, uh, this isn't COVID. I took two, two tests. They were both negative. Doesn't really matter, I guess, since you can't catch it through the airways here. But uh, when I get a cold or sinus infection, that damn thing lasts for a couple weeks. Hopefully the voice will clear up before next uh, week's show. So at least I could talk to you in a reasonable voice. But uh, I'm going to wait till the very last minute to decide. You know, obviously if I sound like this, I can't go. I can't expose others to anything. But uh, I guess that's just the way the cookie crumbles. I'm very disappointed because I was able to get a ticket for next Monday's show, which are getting harder and harder to get, by the way. I think they're, they've cut down the audience size. It's like half full now. And then I think with these last COVID outbreaks, I think they're cutting it down even more because I barely had any time to get a ticket this week. I got super lucky, but doesn't look like I'm going to be able to take advantage of it. Well, next week on the show, <clears throat> it's going to be James Bond night on Dancing with the Stars. Super pumped about this. James Bond is one of my favorite... I guess movie characters over the years. I've seen them all many times. Well, I shouldn't take I should take that back. There were a couple I didn't see. I still haven't seen the 1969 one with Jordan Lazen, George Lazenby, and I think one of the Timmy Timothy Dalton ones. But uh really love the James Bond theme, and I think it's gonna be cool. They're gonna have gadgets and hopefully production things, and it's gonna be cool, I think. So uh that'll be next week, James Bond week on Dancing with the Stars. Well, thank you, TC, for hopefully getting this uploaded okay. And uh, hopefully next week we can get back in your studio again. And a big thank you to all you folks for listening out there. I know this was probably a beating, but I just couldn't, couldn't let it go. You know, if I got air in my lungs, I got to talk dancing with the stars. So next week's James Bond week. Until then, this is Tony the Engineer. Bye-bye. <laughs>